Welcome to part three of three of our one-year celebration series. This is it. It's our last five guests. If you haven't listened to part one and two, please go back and check them out. We got to catch up with 10 of our past guests. And in this episode, we're going to give you our last five. To celebrate our one-year anniversary of this podcast, we wanted to do is catch up with our guests to see kind of what they've been up to since we talked to them last. If you've already listened to the first two episodes, then you know what you're in for. If you haven't listened to those, then I hope you guys enjoy these enough to go listen to the past two. We are kicking off part three of three with talking to Roy Pirang about how his six days in the dome went last year and how that's basically impacted his running sense. Roy and I also got to catch up earlier this year when he was at the Sturgeon Spectacular in Fond du Lac, where I was also there, not running. I was curling. Yes curling on the ice. We also hear what else he's up to and what he plans on doing the rest of the year. Annie Weiss tells us that she's been puzzling to pass the time, but I know she's also been running, so she tells us that she's been focusing on building her speed on the road and all her race plans for 2020. And Annie released her own podcast. She tells us all the details during our conversation, so make sure you go tune into her new show. Tim Sigelski, aka The Beer Runner, tells us about his ups and downs with running since our interview last November. From running the Disney Marathon to winning beer for an entire year, and how he got injured and he's been coming back from that the past few months. Plus, we geek out over the Peloton app. George Herrera details how his first bike race went this year and his adventurous race plans for this year. Plus, he tells us how sugar and flour is transitioning during these times. Finally, our last guest of the series is Dr. Adele Corker. During our episode a few months ago, Adele was getting ready to open up registration for his 550-50 race series. Since it has transitioned to a virtual race, you can register at 55050.com and how he's encouraging people to stay active and healthy both physically and mentally during these times. Before we jump in, let's give a shout out to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch. With the stay-at-home order in effect, Mimosa has pivoted to serving curbside pickup and offering delivery from their Franklin location. With new hours from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., you can enjoy their entire menu from the comfort of your own home. Plus, you can now purchase Cooking with Mimosa brunch kits. You will receive the ingredients and a simple set of instructions to prepare some of your favorite mimosa meals from the comfort of your own kitchen. Enjoy some of the favorites such as the French churro, the morning jambalaya, or the berry sweet pancakes. I personally have made the garden omelet, the French churro, and the berry sweet pancakes. They're really fun to make with the family and I think it's a great way to enjoy your mimosa favorites in a new way. Learn more and place your orders at mimosabreakfast.com. And now, without further ado, on to the show. connected i didn't know how this worked so i thought oh i thought you were gonna call me and then i remembered it said you were gonna send me a message yeah it's uh the way this works is then i can record it to make it into a podcast 
Well, let's see here. You were episode 11 of the Cream City yeah. Pacers. We recorded last August. So yeah. I, know I think I was just headed to uh, do the six days in the dome, the 48 hour. Yeah, you you were. And I think you just got back from like the Peachtree Run, Georgia. Oh, OK. So, yeah. Yeah, that was July 4th. Yeah. Independent. Yeah. Day. So it was a if, if, bottom. If, yeah. Nice. So how, uh, how's everything going? How was the, the domes? How was the dome? Well, I got injured at the dome. The young lady from uh, Mongolia stumbled and fell and grabbed onto me and she yanked me down and I've been screwed up ever since. Uh, I've been getting chiropractic and found a good doctor, uh, actually at the race. I crewed for a, a runner from New York who was doing the six day and he brought his own chiropractor. And he does a special kind of uh, chiropractic. It's not just uh, the adjustment, like where they push down on your back and stuff. Um, he he uses different tools and shifts your body in different waves and different movements. It's uh, applied kinesiology. And he uh, found another guy for me that actually was less than a mile from uh, the Pettit Center. Um, his name is Herb Kineman and He's my age and he said he's never going to retire. He likes helping people and he's done a wonderful job getting me pretty much back adjusted to where I was before. It was wild. Kind of, it was kind of uh, ironic because the day before I did a, a thing with Marquette's uh, exercise physiology department and they did a, a bone density thing and they did a, an alignment test and I was in, they said I was like in perfect alignment. I had no, not one millimeter difference in one side to the other. I was like, you know, the, I don't know what the guy's name is, like Da Vinci Man or whatever he was, where he puts his arms out like a cross <laughs> and all the lines. Yeah. Up. I'm symmetrical, she said. So wow. it was kind That's of impressive. interesting to know. But after I got pulled down, it was no longer symmetrical. So it felt like my hip was always ahead of me on the right side. Um, I don't know if I was because I got twisted back down or what, if I was trying to compensate or what it was, but he's done a pretty good job. And, um, I did a few races after, uh, at least I was running. I, I was even having trouble running right after. And after about five days of uh, double sessions with the chiropractor at the Pettit center, at least I got to start running again. So I had a pretty much, uh, terrible run at Lakefront marathon. Uh, and well, just about everything after. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, did you? So Zach Bitter um, set some records that weekend at the Dome. Yeah, I was I, there for those. Yeah, he was when he was finished. He came and gave me a big hug, and he said, "I've been after this for six years." And I said, "Well, you worked hard, and now you got it." Yeah, he broke the uh, yeah both the world records for the twelve hour and the hundred mile. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. How, what's the atmosphere like in the during the race? I mean, it's so long, right? I mean, it's yeah, you got 12 it, hour to six it's, days. It's so. cold in there. I got to say that. I mean, running a marathon because you're running a little really comfortable. But, um, you know, we, we do a lot of walking in, in ultra marathons, especially if you're into like the 48 hour or beyond. And mm -hmm. you got to dress appropriately. I was funny. One of the guys, one of my friends from Tennessee, said, I'm leaving. It's too cold in here. And I said, <laughs> you were sweating. You took your shirt off. 
<laughs> so that's why you got cold. I pretty much Our, uh, what, what I put on when I started, I had uh, just a short sleeve shirt, you know, wicking material with uh, some sleeves. I ended up taking the sleeves off and I had some lightweight gloves and I took those off. I think as long as we were moving, it was pretty comfortable. Nice. I yeah. Didn't, I, went... I didn't care for the, the surface. It seems like it's got like sticking points in it. And I don't know if it's just like little rises that you can't see or what, but that's why a lot of people were stumbling. It's just like, um, you know, the huh. other thing is ultra runners don't pick up their feet. We like to shuffle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. especially over those long distances. So I, I don't know what it was, but no, overall, hmm. I, I, we're very pleased with it. And it's scheduled to go on again this summer. So whether it does or not, I don't know. I wasn't planning on coming back, but the race director felt really badly that I was taken out. And he said, you were, you had such a good attitude as well. I said, she stumbled and fell and she did what you do instinctively. She tried to grab something to prevent her from falling. I said, I can't, I can't falter for that. I would have done the same thing, you know? So he yeah. said, well, I'm going to give you a comp entry. So I said, well, now I guess I got to come. <laughs> no, you got to do it. You got to do yeah. it now. So I, I don't know. I was planning on going to Finland. Um, at the end of July and beginning of August to do a run in the Arctic Circle. Um, and I still may, if the Pettit Center goes on, I'll, I may just do the 24 hour, but I will only run maybe 50 miles or 100K or something. I won't, I won't do the full 24 hour if I go to Finland. Nice. Well, you got a lot, a lot already planned. You also um, ran, was it the um, championships in Vegas? Uh, recently, uh, February 14, Valentine's day was a Friday and, uh, I, I did. Okay. I was, I was hoping to do better. It's, it's funny out there. The weather is actually fairly cold. Um, and we're in a, it's kind of like a crater, like a depression. It's a spillway for all the apartments and condos that are around it. It's a beautiful little park. Um, and I don't know, I just, uh, didn't have a really good run. I thought I ran 24 hours and 11 minutes and I didn't sleep well the day before and the day, day I got there. I, I fell. Um, that didn't help. <laughs> it was just, I was wow. trying to, I was trying to find a route to the park and I was listening to directions on the phone and I looked at the phone and I stepped on something and it was like a, a little metal ring, like you put around a barrel and I stepped on the, far part of it and the back end came up and I tripped on my my trailing foot and went down um and then oh, I, was that's... At, I was awake at 3 30 in the morning already I was not a good site where I stayed it was right right on an off ramp and all the trucks would come and they do their downshifting with the rapping noise on their mufflers and uh, so I was up early and I actually I didn't sleep at all I had Sleep-wise, I, I felt good. I didn't get tired that way. I usually get sleepy at night and early in the morning. I actually left the race, went back to the hotel, took a shower, went to the airport, and got on the plane. And I had three seats in the back. I was on a Southwest flight, and everybody wants to sit in, in the front and on both sides or uh, the aisle or window. So I went all the way back, and I slept until we hit Denver, and we hit uh, severe turbulence. And I woke up, and I thought, they were trying to wake me up to get to my next flight, <laughs> but I, I was up, you know, yeah. up close to 40 hours by the time I got home. So, Oh, Roy, you ultra runners are next level. Just run a, run a, run an ultra, 
catch the, the next plane. flight home. Get yeah, on, I get wanted to be with plane. my wife, and um, you know, she passed away on March seventh, and um, I I knew she was hurting, and I just wanted to be with her. So she originally had planned on going to Vegas with me. She did last year, and she says I just can't be out in the cold and stand and sit and all that. So so she didn't go along, and um, and then yeah. You know, well, hey, I totally, yeah, I understand that. I want to just let you know, um, sorry about the passing of your wife. Oh, I know thank that you. was pretty recent, and I know, um, I know you posted about it, and you had a lot of uh, um, a lot of support online. So, you're, oh, yeah, uh, I have a lot of support. A lot here. of people care for you, Roy. So we're here for that. you. I know that. I had a gal drive up, you know, seventeen hours from Columbia, South Carolina. A girl I men- mentor through the Band of Runners program. She's a a combat veteran and uh, saw a lot of stuff in Afghanistan. And um, the best thing I've ever heard from her was I'm not taking my PTSD meds anymore. She's doesn't need them. And I said, well, I guess we did our job. And she said, well, your job's not over yet. They said, no, no. I'm, so I actually called her last night. I was thinking of her. And um, so that's very rewarding if you can help somebody in some other way. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's really yeah. powerful. Yeah, That's really powerful. Um, so a lot of running, even though you've been injured, that's uh, uh, yeah, it's coming around. Crazy, I, mean, I, I, crazy man. I saw you, I saw you in uh, Fond du Lac, wasn't it? For that Sturgeon Spectacular, <laughs> yeah, we so, did see each other. I'm from yeah, Fond du Lac, yeah, was, and Roy, that was your first running group because you're, yeah, 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 and that was my first race of the year. And uh, so I was there to at the Sturgeon Spectacular to do the curling contest, which was a blast. I've never curled before, and you were doing oh, the five k. Yeah. How was the five k? Uh, it worked pretty well, actually. I my time was uh, kind of where I expected it to be, and uh, actually, it was I was probably about a minute faster than what it was on New Year's Eve at the Chili Chili in Fond du Lac, and the weather wasn't good there though. But yeah, I felt good. Um, I went into the hundred mile feeling in really decent shape and I thought I'd have a better run there and it just didn't happen. But, um, and then I did the 50 K road championships, uh, a few weeks later on the first of March in, uh, New York. And that turned out good for the weather was, it was cold. It was like in the twenties and very, very windy. And it's right on the, I mean, you're literally running, uh, you know, 50 feet from the beach. So on, on the South Bay, of Long Island, and it was it was cold <laughs> and windy, That's... so it's like yeah, and it kind of whips around there, you know, because it hits the shore, and so the wind is always in your face. Wow, that sounds really fun. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but I won I won national titles at, at both of those. Nice fifty k. So, I'm congrats. Uh, I'm at ninety three. My goal is to go over a hundred. So, um, who knows what's going to happen after that? But I. I have goals and I, I, I want to get some of the other things out of the way that I've been after for a while. Like I'm running in all 50 states and on all continents and stuff. So we'll look at, at those and one so one prioritize on the, on the championships for a while. Nice. Well, you got a lot ahead of you then. This is exciting. Well, you got to have goals, you know, and you got to keep moving on. And Chris wouldn't want me to, you know, sit around and sulk. So I'm staying active, uh, like I said, I've had people here, and luckily I've got a nice big deck on the back of the house with a, a stairway to it, and that uh, people can come up to the deck, and I can come out the door, and they're about 15 feet away, and I put a chair on each end, and we can at least sit there and talk, and 
I'll put a few Guinness yeah. or something in between and <laughs> some hand sanitizer and we uh, can chat. And, yeah. That's that's one way to stay social while social yeah. distancing. Yeah, Different I had, times. I had a friend yesterday and she came and she had a mask on. I had a mask on. We had rubber gloves on. And I, I said, I put two leaves in the dining room table. So now it's over seven feet long. So we can, we can be socially distanced and still have lunch together. So. <laughs> that's that's really awesome that's really awesome yeah awesome well hey roy thanks for catching up with us you're welcome um, it's nice always talking to you, you yeah it's nice it's it's always nice seeing you especially like the surprise uh meet and meet up yeah. in fond du lac that was yeah. a blast and uh yeah. you you've been you... coming up but uh no. i had scheduled or, or canceled or postponed so yeah, I had a busy schedule, you know, I was doing, going to do Boston and uh, Dick Lighty run, Two Rivers, 10 miles, South Shore, you know, the regulars that I usually do. And it's like, yeah, they're all gone. So crazy, like Ice Age Trail and, you know, one after another, they all just kind of disappeared. So, yeah, well, hopefully the restrictions get lifted this summer and we can start racing again, yeah. at, you know, late summer, fall, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. well, Boston is now going to be September 14th, so I already changed my my flights and that went really well and um i'll be staying with my cousin there for a week so nice yeah i was talking to dr gordon who was on the show and oh, he yeah. was saying just trying to you know just trying to get your hotel and flights for boston is its own thing and now yeah. that you had to do it twice in one year for yeah, the moving, exactly. moving a day there was just crazy so yeah. i was lucky I didn't, have to, I didn't have to book a hotel because i'm staying i stayed with my cousin last year so we had actually yeah. visited them in Amsterdam uh, the prior year he was he works for Converse and Converse headquarters is in Boston and nice. he has choice of going back to the Seattle area where he was or Portland I forget and uh, he said oh, I'm gonna go to Boston so so now I got a friend I got cousins in Boston and I got they're literally about six blocks away from the finish line so oh wow that's perfect yeah <laughs> can't complain about that no I loved your episode with uh, Richard Dodd I just it kept breaking up on me, but I finally got through it. But uh, I don't know if nice. it was connect connectivity or what it was. But yeah, he's he's a great guy. Yeah, Richard's a good guy. He's got yeah. a he's got a lot of cool stories. You know, he's been in Milwaukee since since yeah. day one for him. So I know. But awesome. Well, well, hey Roy, thanks for catching up. This was great. And okay. um, as you always say, see you in a few miles. See you in a few miles, Alex. Take care. All right. Bye, Roy. Bye, bye. hey annie hey how's it going good welcome to our virtual cream city pacers episode <laughs> yeah no thank you for having me i appreciate it how uh how's it going today pretty good just hanging out today um i actually got off of work uh on most fridays so um you know just just hanging out <laughs> watching mm -hmm. tv i did a puzzle Ooh, um, I yeah. feel like puzzling is up like five thousand percent right now. <laughs> I know I, I've I've done all of mine so far, so now I'm just gonna probably end up starting again. <laughs> Doing them what, over. Uh, okay, what's your favorite one so far? Um, I prefer thousand piece puzzles. So, okay. um, one that I have that actually I think is probably my all time favorite is it's classic cereal boxes. So it's like 
you know, like um, cinnamon toast crunch and different Lucky Charms, like the old old fashioned cereal boxes. It's pretty okay. cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's those kinds of puzzles that get you excited right now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um the easiest things I think get us excited right now. Even just uh fell away from someone on the street. Oh, I know. Versus them walking in the like, street to go around you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's what it's been like on all my runs lately, just trying yeah. to run around people because that's the safe thing to do. Yeah, so, I know. All right, let's see here. We, you were episode 12 of the Cream City Pacers and we recorded, yep. um, we released your episode in November 25th. So we probably recorded like late October, early November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be my guess. Um, yeah, it was cold out. It was, it was it, cold it was out. Cold. It was dark. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> it was after dark, daylight yep. savings. Um, and we talked a lot about your Ice Age trail and yeah. your accomplishment running running all that i can't believe that like that's coming up on two years i know it's crazy it feels like it still was just yesterday so it's, it's really bizarre to me yeah yeah so since november like what's new with running how's everything been going yeah so um i i train with david roach so we've been building speed essentially since since about that time and um I, really, I haven't I haven't done too much racing. I was down in Florida doing um, the Dopey Challenge with Brian, who really wanted to do it. So I ran the 5K, 10K, half and full. Um, and I just kind of ran them comfortably. No big deal. Uh, did, did well. Used them as kind of, you know, um, challenge workouts in a sense. And um, really have been building speed. So to, tomorrow, actually, I was supposed to be doing the uh, Milwaukee Half Marathon to really see where I'm at. Um, where where all that building has come along and so I'm going to be doing it virtually so um, I'll have my Strava going and just uh, going as fast as I can uh. but, but you you've already posted your one Strava run for the year I, feel. I, I know I know I have I, I I'm not sure I, this will be like a world record for me <laughs> I I don't know how I saw that I love I love Strava so like I'm all over it and for some reason I saw like you had a run for the first time in a long time and someone you commented on someone's <laughs> comment saying like it's my my obligatory one year post it's my yes yeah, so. my one Strava post of the year because I I don't I don't use it that often I train just like I go outside and I look at the time on my phone and I run and I you know, check my phone and see, I've gone out, you know, I don't know, 33 minutes and I turn around and I come back, you know, if I have an hour run. And so I don't, I don't train with a watch. I don't train with Strava or anything like that. I don't follow pace. So I just, I don't use it that often. Yeah. <laughs> I might slap a watch on for a race. Um, but that's more so I know timing of like when to eat and drink and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I will be recording on Strava tomorrow. <laughs> Nice. Do you have, do you have your route picked out? You know, I think from my house, um, I am going to, it's about a mile and a half to, or maybe it's even two miles to the Menominee River Parkway. So, and then I'll go out the parkway all the way down to Hart Park and then turn around and come home. And I nice. think that, yeah, I think Hart Park from my house on that route is about six and a half miles. So nice. yeah, try to keep it flat, you know, <laughs> yeah. flat and fast when you're racing. Exactly. 
I hope I don't get stuck at the stoplights, but I might welcome it tomorrow. <laughs> well, hey, there might not be a lot of traffic, so there might not be any stopping at the lights. That's very true. These last few weekends, they're definitely, it's been quiet on Saturdays and Sundays, which yeah, is nice. It's, been, it's crazy. Uh, I, know. I don't, I don't, I'm lucky I don't have to, I can work from home. So we, I don't, I haven't left a lot. And the times I do like the travel, there's just no traffic. There's, I know, I know my work, my commute to work has been like, instead of, you know, usually about 25 minutes, it's like 18. <laughs> like, oh my God, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, that is kind of nice. <laughs> the little, it's the little, the little things right now are. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. Exactly. How was, uh, how was, so how was um, the races in, in a Disney World, I was just talking to Tim Segalski ran the marathon, and he was just talking about how hot it was. How oh, humid yeah. it was. Actually, I didn't mind the heat. Um, you know, of course I, you I didn't. Been, when you run bad, yeah. when you run bad water, you're you, you can handle that. <laughs> right, and so coming off of that, you know, bad water a little bit, it. Um, I I really was prepared for the heat. I didn't mind the the hot at all. It was super humid and sunny and everything, and. Um, like I said, I just ran comfortably. I think it was like a 345 right in there. Um, and uh, you know, I'm going to be testing my speed in the marathon. And, uh, I, I had a goal 10 years ago to break three hours and, um, I had ran a 305 and that's as close as I've come. So my goal, um, in the next coming month is to be back to where I was 10 years ago. So it's kind of lofty, but, <laughs> but but that's uh, that's ultimately where I'm striving to be. So um, Disney was a good kind of see where you're at with no real um, solid marathon training really at all. I mean, I had been training for Badwater and CCC. So it, it really was, um, you know, I can certainly be, you know, on my feet for that amount of time. But, um, mm. you know, speed, speed is a totally different story. Yeah. That's a different game. You don't, yeah. not, you don't necessarily train for that. So no, not be, at all. It'll be <laughs> not at all. You're back, back to roads. That'll be fun to see. Well, yeah. Once races lift back up, there'll be something out there. It will. It, it's going to be really interesting to see where, <laughs> like where we are all at. Um, especially like so many races are being scheduled now for September, like only September, <laughs> I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think um, people are a little stir crazy and come, I, I don't know, whenever this is lifted, June, July, August, it's going to be pretty nuts how many people are trying to get into these races and stuff. So, which is, it's good. It's good and it's bad, right? Yeah, it's good and it's bad. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be crazy once um, the restrictions are lifted and races start opening back up yeah. to see yeah. just what happens. Yeah. And I mean, so far, I mean, tomorrow's virtual. Um, I was supposed to be doing a trail half in May. And they haven't canceled yet. Um, and then, yeah, like essentially I've got something May, June, July, and none of them have canceled at this point. So it, it's, uh, it's interesting. But again, I, if I were a race director, I'd probably, you know, wait until, you know, probably three, four weeks out before canceling. I don't know. I guess I don't know really what goes into it. Yeah, I, that's a good, that's a good conversation. I don't, I guess I don't really know. Like, how, <laughs> yeah. can you hold off? Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. Yeah. Do people get upset. I don't. I don't uh, yeah, know. what's that sweet spot? You know, like, but you don't want to make people upset, especially if they've got travel plans or whatever. And you know. Well, it was like, um, you know, Graham was canceled like last week or the week before. Yeah, I saw like, that. How are you canceling that already? It's not till end of June, and it's like, oh, I know. There's no way. That, 
I know. It's probably the right thing to do, and it's probably going to get canceled anyway. So that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Is it's like, oh, I'm feeling like majority are going to be canceled, but at the same time, I I know like things that are like way later on. But again, we don't. I suppose we don't really know what goes into all the like planning or like what they're reserving or anything <laughs> like that. So. It was it was a bummer because I was supposed to I wasn't going to be running it, um, although I wouldn't put it past myself to sign up for it last minute. But I would have been up there anyways. So um, I, I look forward to that one. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, what else? So the tra- transitioning to road. That's yeah. How has been like the speed training and everything? Is it good? Is it come back quick or has it been a little? little more well it's always it's always slow you know like like people i think get so upset with themselves or their coaches because your your legs do need a little bit of time your muscles essentially to go from slow twitch to fast twitch and just start to develop uh those muscle fibers and um so it took a little Mm -hmm. bit of time but i mean i've i've cut my you know easy pace down about two minutes now um so i'm running i think pretty pretty standard 745 doing 815 um, now just as an easy pace. So, um, racing or like the speed stuff when I do it is around six, you know? So it's like, um, one of those things that just like, and I would say only in the last few weeks, it's really clicked where it's like, okay, my, my legs are getting there. And so it feels really good to be going fast again. But when we don't have races to kind of see where it's at, we have to do, you know, mock races or, you know, set ourselves up to do, you know, a quick 5k or something just on our own. And it's such a different environment, you know, like there's something about racing mm-hmm. that really adds to, um, I don't know, to, to how we do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, for you know, sure. It's like component there. It, yeah, the, the competitive, like you're giving it your all, like, even if you just like tomorrow, right. Try to go out and give it your all, like you'll do it. But it's like, if it was a race, would it have been different? Oh. Would your adrenaline like helped you more? It's just, yeah, totally. You know, I feel like you don't get like the true, true test of where you're at. Totally. Totally. I know race environments, they make you, you push in a different way. There's, there's that competitiveness mm-hmm. there. And I know, yeah, tomorrow will be, it'll be good. It'll be challenging, but I know hundred percent. I can already say like a race would be at least a minute or two faster <laughs> just because, nah. just because yeah, you're competitive yeah. and there's so many more people around and, um, you know, some, sometimes you can just thrive off of that. So, but it'll still be fun. Sure. I'm looking forward to beating myself up a little bit. I haven't done oh, that I in like a while. It. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, so what's the plan you think to, uh, once restrictions are lifted, are you going to sign up for like the first marathon? Or are you going to kind of well, push back to fall? Yeah. So I am, I'm registered for the maritime marathon, uh, which is in Manitowoc in June. Uh, it's actually one I've always wanted to do, and I just have never had a chance to do it. Um, so that was going to be my uh, be my race to kind of see where I'm at with the marathon and really give it hell. Uh, so it's really going to depend. I mean, it's mid June, so right now it's still on, but you never know. You know, it's uh, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. I feel like, um, and then in July I'll be doing my uh, states qualifier out in Idaho. Uh, it's a hundred k, the Beaverhead hundred k. So that, you know, now we're back to trails and hitting some elevation and everything, but, um, I'm just using it as a qualifier. I want to make sure, you know, like I get that in, um, is that a qualifier? Did you say for, for, for West, uh, Western yeah, States? For Western States. That's... Yep. Um, cool. and then after that, like I'm, 
it's kind of like I'm not planning too far out. I know a lot of people like to come up with their schedules, you know, a year in advance. And um, I kind of like to play it by ear a little bit more. Um, so uh, really outside of just making sure I signed up for that qualifier, which because they fill so quickly, uh, especially the 100K distances. I don't if I don't have to run a 100 miler, I don't want to, you know, it's just <laughs> like, why would I do that when I can just do a 100K to qualify? So, um, so I'll get that hundred K in. Um, but other than that, like I had planned the marathon in June, um, because I needed that extra time to build speed. You know, it's just, it's been so long. It's going to take, it, it's been taking, um, time to adapt and everything. So, uh, but outside of that, like I don't have too much planned. I mean, I have some ideas, but now since we're in quarantine, it's like, I don't know, like, do you, you know, like, do you keep planning? Do you stop planning? um yeah it's it's so hard to do know you, you plan and then things may get pushed back anyways you <laughs> kind of keep at the training do you lay off right you don't want to go too hard and be injured then if it's not till november it's a lot it's a lot to think yeah, about Yeah, exactly. especially i know you run a lot of races but you know a, a lot of folks like myself it's like okay let's pick like one or two races this year so then it's like wow well, mm-hmm. i'm not gonna race till november what do i do <laughs> now, now what do i do and that you know, I coach, I coach some athletes and they were signed up for kettle and now, and it was like their first, they were really, you know, gung ho about it. And now that's pushed off till September and they're, they're in that same boat. Well, now what do I do? They don't, you know, like yeah. that they, they train for one race and, and that there's nothing wrong with that, but it's really now like, okay, we have to come up with some more creative ways of, you know, you getting your exercise in so you don't get injured. Um, and also having some fun, like something that motivates you, you know, so coming up with mock races or just like different, different ways to build speed or work on hills without just feeling like you're like, why am I doing this? You know, so it calls for some creativity. That's for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Lots. We're all in the same boat right now. Yeah. Crazy. And we just all have to remember to be kind to ourselves, you know, like it's okay to be lazy or miss a workout or not if, if all the races are in fall we certainly don't have to be training for them right now um so we can have a little bit more fun or do more maintenance work or pilates and yoga and just you know kind of mm. do all of those things that we don't, never you know really have time for you know <laughs> i totally agree i totally agree yeah i agree well hey and congratulations on launching your own podcast thank you thank you yeah it's uh it's really been fun and we're we're keeping them shorter because, you know, we don't want, we know a lot of people listen to podcasts as it is, you know, and um, they take yeah. up time and everything. And we just kind of want to provide a, a blurb to people on uh, maybe sensitive topics, maybe fun topics uh, in the nutrition and health world um, that people, you know, want real information about. You know, they want to know For sure. the facts on it and that kind of a thing and not be so confused on it. So it's it's called um, Between Two Pastries. And uh, we're, we're having a good time. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, you guys, listeners, go check out the, um, Between Two Pastries. Awesome. Thank you. You guys have two episodes out? We've got two episodes. We've got quite a few out, but they're so short. Um, they're about 15 minutes in length. So, um, how many episodes do you have? I feel like I saw episode two, and that was like the last episode I saw. Uh, I'm you, yeah, you might be behind. behind. Yeah, we've, I'm behind. we've released a few now. Sweet. Yeah. Well, go check out all of them, then, guys. <laughs> what the heck? 
Cool, Annie. Well, hey, Annie, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. It's good to hear yes, from you. you too. And I'm excited to hear how that road race I know. goes. That'll be super I hope fun. I have good things to report tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, well, have fun, and uh, hopefully we can get a marathon. Sounds soon good. Now. Have a good one, Alex. All right, okay, you too. Bye, bye Annie. Hey, Tim. Welcome to our virtual Cream City Pacers podcast. Awesome. How uh, How's it going? How are you? It's pretty good. Um, probably, uh, you know, same story as you. Got kids at home and trying to go day by day. Um, it feels like some days are up, some days are down. Um, you know, trying to balance it all. Uh, I feel like weather makes a big difference. Um, so. I I couldn't agree more. The day, the weather each day really depends on the outlook. Oh my God! Um, yeah, it doesn't even really matter how old your kids are. I would say. I mean, your kids are a little bit older than mine, but being stuck inside all day on a cold, rainy day is um, oh my God! Just makes for a long day. It does with everyone under one roof. <laughs> yeah, totally. So how um. So we recorded our show in November. You came on uh, for a live episode at PodFest MKE, yep. which was a lot of fun. We threw PodFest at No Studios um, and celebrated podcast in Milwaukee, and we did a live episode. It was a short one. I think it was like 20 minutes, but it was, it was a good time. So yeah. since then, what's been new with you with running? So, um, feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> feels like ages ago. Um, since then, uh, I've had some ups and downs. I ran, I think I was at that point training for the Disney marathon, yeah, uh, which was in so. January. Um, so I ran that, that was, um, kind of a miserable experience <laughs> to tell you the truth. It, uh, <laughs> the weather was so hot and humid. Um, you know, and then when you're training in December and January, you're not even prepared for that. Um, and even when we got to Florida, it was, it was pretty good weather up until race day. And it was just so hot. And I was drenched by the time I got to the start line, um, which That's... I had to run two miles to get to, to get there on time. Um, at least I, at least I thought I had to get there on time <laughs> with a traffic jam. And it turns out because traffic is so bad, they delayed the start. So we just sat at the start line for a half an hour, um, it was kind of a debacle. No. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I mean, you, know, I, you can't complain. It's still it's Disney World, and I stopped for photos with Disney characters and made the best of it. Um, so, got that marathon under my belt, um, and then uh, that week, I I got injured. Um, I was out in a run, and uh, just felt like a real bad tightening in my uh, calf and Achilles. Um, went in for PT and it turns out, you know, anytime you get an injury like that, there's probably a lot more underlying cause and problems that you haven't been dealing with, you know, uh, nearly enough for, for quite some time. So I went into PT for quite, quite, uh, quite a few weeks and worked on strength training, stretching, you know, mitigating some of the issues I had, um, strengthening my hips, uh, improving flexibility, um, and, uh, and just got back to running again on kind of a regular basis, feeling stronger and feeling like I at least, you know, dealt with some of the 
the issues uh, right about the time that the world went <laughs> haywire. And uh, so, you know, I did, I think, a couple of weeks of, of runs with some of my, you know, training partners and friends that I got to see again and connect with ever after a long time off. And then now I've been at home since then. So um, I've been doing a lot of just like solo training now for, for most, for the better part of a couple of months and just trying to get used to it and, uh, you know, make the most of it like everyone else. Um, and I, I guess the 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 silver lining the bright side is that i can train um i can exercise i'm, I'm doing cross training as well um i ran 13 miles today uh and even though <laughs> yeah oh, I, nice. I needed it, uh from you know my own mental sanity more than anything um so you know i, I can't i can't really complain too much because i'm able to get out you know we we in milwaukee are able to get out you know safely exercise um you know at a distance and uh and keep doing that you know day by day uh to help both physically and mentally yeah oh man running uh running's great because it's not canceled yeah. yet but everything else is canceled so you can get out and do it and it's been it's been such an outlet i can't imagine just not being able to do something yeah. for a long time multiple weeks so it's been great how was uh 13 miles well that's good so it sounds like you're kind of back. yeah um i uh you know I, I knew for years that like like a lot of runners um i had weak hips weak glutes you know i had done a lot of cross training and a lot of strength training so um that was something i really needed to deal with uh in, in a more than just a kind of one-off fashion um and i had a really great experience through pt um, you know, I work, I work at Marquette university and they have a PT clinic right on campus, um, with, you know, with students and professionals. And I was able to go there for several weeks, really, really focus on, you know, both the PT, but also doing my strength training outside of it, doing my homework, so to speak. Um, and so I, I kind of feel in some ways stronger than ever, um, and translating that now into, you know, doing that on a regular basis, trying to be smart. Um, there's no doubt I've definitely lost fitness. Um, you know, if you can't run for quite some time, even if you're doing cross training, it's not going to feel the same. Um, so I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. Uh, but I also, you know, it's, you're also tempted to look at where you were, you know, maybe a year ago or two years ago or whatever. And at this time last year, I was pacing the three hour marathon group for the Milwaukee marathon. And, um, you know, so I, I'm not quite there. <laughs> I don't think I could do that today. Um, but I ran yeah. 13 miles at about 703 pace, um, and, and felt fairly comfortable. So I was, I was pretty happy with that and I'll take where I'm at and that's all you can do. And then go from there. Yeah. I, uh, that's still impressive. It's, uh, it's tough to compare yourself when you're not at peak performance the past, past versions of yourself it can be frustrating and you can get a little down on yourself so how have you i would say one thing you hit on is right as runners we don't really take care of our bodies yeah. with strength training so how have you stayed on a good schedule and what have you been have you been using like an app or anything or have you just kind of yeah really so um when i went in the pt they gave me exercises to do on a regular basis and and those are just you know old-fashioned like literally printouts um you know, do these three to five exercises nice. a day. Um, and they were pretty simple stuff. You know, there was, there were core bridges, um, hip bridges, um, 
exercise bands you use to, you know, go sideways, um, you know, back and forth in like a hallway, um, you know, work on like, you know, uh, stretching hamstrings, stretching quads, uh, pigeon stretches, those sort of things. Um, so that was part of it. It's just like, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be high tech. It doesn't have to be an app as long as you just have a plan and stick with it. I think that's the key. Um, but on top of that, I also um, have a Peloton subscription. And I think a lot of people, if, if you don't have Peloton, you think of it as just the bike. Um, but for me, one of the most valuable parts of it is they have strength training in their app. Um, and you can choose by uh, intensity level, by time, by you know area of what you want to work on, whether lower body or arms or chest or whatever. Um, so I did a lot of like lower body hips, glutes, those sort of things um, on a pretty regular basis. And I, I got to be honest, like I did more of it when when I had access to a gym. Um, not that you need gym equipment, you know, but you just have that <laughs> mentality. Um, and it's just hard, you know, sometimes yeah. to pull yourself away from work, find the space for it, you know, when your whole house is covered in Legos and toys and <laughs> everything else. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to, after a couple of weeks of, of, it was, you know, really hard to balance all those things, especially during the most intense period of transitioning from working at the office to working from home and, um, some really long days now trying to get back into, okay, um, I'm doing my cardio, but I'm also going to do 10 minutes of, you know, strength or, or, you know, three different strength workouts from the Peloton app. Um, just really trying to be deliberate about that. It is, you know, I really think it is harder sometimes if you don't have that dedicated space, whether it's, you know, in your home or a gym or something, just to almost get in the mentality of it. Um, but I'm really trying hard now to to be deliberate about that. Yeah, I agreed. I, so I just downloaded the nice. Peloton app this week and I've been trying to crush some workouts to do, to spice it up. And it's, it's i had the same thought i don't have a peloton i can't use it there's a lot on there yoga strength you name it and the workouts kick here but man i always think i can run a i can run a half marathon i'm in good shape and then i do a 20 minute cardio workout and i can't move and and you do notice you know if you do those (laughs) same workouts over time you do notice they get easier and so you know they're working um and uh you know i one of their one of their best features they, they actually just started uh new Peloton family. So you can do family workouts. Um, my kids aren't, aren't crazy about that yet, but I'm trying. Um, but <laughs> one of my favorites is actually Peloton meditation. Um, they, uh, they have everywhere, you know, from a five to a 20 minute sitting meditation or walking meditation. And, uh, and I find, uh, I do a lot of different meditation, um, apps and programs. And I find that theirs are actually really centering and really helpful, especially for, for right now. Um, so I'd recommend that. And then also, uh, if you want to follow me, um, I'm, I'm the beer runner on Peloton as well. So it's always nice to have friends. Yeah, it's the great to have friends because you can virtually high five them through the app if you're doing the same workout. And, oh, I like you know, that. You're still keeping your distance. Okay, I'll find you. I'm the That's crazy enough. pacer. So the beer runner, they're both easy enough. Um Definitely. How's the beer runner been? Have you still been, still been being the beer runner or did that take a backseat because I, um, I'm still drinking beer. <laughs> That's part of the equation. I'm still running. So it's still going on. Um, you know, at the, at the beginning of this year, 
I um, or you know, race. There was a race into the new year where you could win a year's worth of beer, and I was like, well, I have to, you know, do this race. And uh, unfortunately, the the year worth of beer means you have to get a growler refilled every week. And I'm trying, you know, like most people, to limit my <laughs> uh, travel and exposure. So I feel like going out just to get a growler of beer every week is probably not the best idea. Um, so mm-hmm. I've stocked up in beer in other ways. Uh, I, I just had a hazy IPA from city lights last night, which was delicious. Um, but I feel like this is probably the wrong year to win, um, refillable growlers that you have to go out weekly to do. Uh, so I don't know. There's no, there's no one more <laughs> deserving of that than you, the beer runner. So I, when I saw that, I was like, yes, this is the coolest. Yeah. Thing maybe that's going to have to try to just win it this year. year so. I don't know. I guess I can't really complain because I won free beer but you know it's just kind of disappointing that <laughs> i can't I, I can't enjoy yeah. it as much as i want to uh, right now oh uh, yeah but you still have that's the true. title on your belt so that's cool nice well hey tim thanks for jumping on and catching up this was awesome it's good to hear from you i'm glad you're you're back and you're able to run and you're uh, crushed a 13 miler. Well, thank so you. And you're on your way. I, uh, you know, even though I'm keeping my distance when I'm running with people, like just one of my absolute highlights is when you see someone out in the, on the street that, you know, um, those little things like really at this time are, are cool to see. And, and actually one of our friends ran by our house today and just, you know, stopped and we waved and caught up for five minutes from a distance. So I'm sure I'll see you out there. I've, I've run into you before on the Oak Leaf trail. Um, and uh, yeah, and feel free to text me if you're if you're stop if you're running on the trail or somewhere nearby, and we can we can wave from a distance, and it'd be really cool. Yeah, oh, for sure, I'll definitely let you know. I think the little things like that Absolutely. right now make such a big difference, uh, especially with everyone's mindset. So, all right, I'll let you know. I'll wave. We'll, we can post something to that Instagram sounds great. so people know. Awesome, Alex. <laughs> well, you stay safe. Awesome, Tim. Well, hey, you as right, well, thanks, and uh, I'll see you soon. All right, bye. Hey, 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 George. Hey, Welcome to our virtual Cream City Pacers episode. <laughs> this is <laughs> awesome. A little bit different than our uh, our last one. I know. I know. I it's. I'm looking in my wife's eyes right now, and not yours. It's not as romantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that's the best compliment I've received. And. Well, you guys might have snacks, but we had snacks at our last recording. I don't have any snacks with me right now, so that's all right. It's all right. I've seen enough food today. <laughs> yeah. How? Uh, speaking of food, how's everything been going with um, the bakery? Uh, we're doing okay. That's all we can ask for right now. Yeah. Yeah. You guys um, able to do takeout and curbside pickup and whatnot? Yeah, we're able to do that, but... Um... We're doing what we need to do to stay alive and make sure our yeah. employees, can, employees can get as many hours as they can. So, yeah, I know it's a tough time. So, well, hey, I'm glad you guys are, are able to um, making it through it right now. I saw a great photo of you the other day or video of you dancing in the kitchen. So, <laughs> I don't like that you're bringing a little spunk to work. Yeah, I thought I was uh, 22 again. <laughs> what? 
I uh, lost you there for a second. That's all right. No, I thought it was 22 again, back on the line. <laughs> um, okay, so let me see. Uh, I saw you the other day dancing on uh, Instagram, bringing a little fun to work. How was, uh, I like that attitude. Yeah, it, it comes and goes, you know. <laughs> every, Definitely. Every day's a roller coaster. I think everyone just feels the same way. For sure. Um, so let's see. We recently just recorded. We recorded uh, your episode back in January. You were episode 14. Yeah. And and at the time, I would say, you know, there's probably not much new. But at the time, you were just at the end of your training for one of your big races. Yeah. Um, let's get an update. How was that? Uh, the race was, if I remember correctly, March 14th. Yeah. Saturday, March 14th. Brian and I drove down on the 12th and I made it 39 miles because uh, my bike derailleur fell, felt broke and went into my back wheel and I broke a couple spokes and um, it was a great race. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Wait, so it was a hundred mile race, right? Yeah. My bike only made it 39 because of uh, they had an inch and a half to two inches of rain. And so all of the, the red, um, red dirt turned to red mud <laughs> so. i saw the photos you posted you guys just i mean crazy thinking about this it, it seemed like it whatever you were the trail was like flooded and then the mud was just like caked on like your tires were like lost in the mud from what i saw i yeah. mean your whole bike you guys were all just full of mud red mud it was crazy it was it was it was a learning experience and it's nothing like going down a hill 30 miles an hour in in a line, uh, making sure you don't slip and fall off your bike. No way. Yeah. How is that? That seems kind of, that's like adrenaline rush for sure. It was totally adrenaline rush, but at least I had my brakes still. Yeah. Some people lost brakes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like just because of the mud or like literally their brakes came off? Their brakes just um, got sanded down to nothing because of the, all the mud and the dirt. Yeah. People Whoa. lost. So did most people finish the race? Um, I think about a hundred people did a hundred, 150 people finished. If I remember correctly out of 700. Um, that's so low. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you, when did you at the start of the race know that it, the course was going to be that bad and there was probably a good chance a bunch of people didn't finish? Uh, there was a good chance that I, I was hoping to finish because I was, I felt strong enough because my coach, yeah, coach had me prepared well, but um, he, he set me up for success, but my bike just didn't, didn't yeah. make it. But oh man, that's crazy. Like the bike, they had the bike. Yeah issues but what are you gonna do i mean once you see the photos like i saw the photos and i was like that's incredible i don't even know how you could pedal through some of that oh, I, was, uh, <laughs> I don't know either i, I did and <laughs> <laughs> i think there's the there was the photo of you um afterwards it was probably after you guys got back to wherever wherever you were like the starting crowd or the finishing crowd yeah. or the hotel and you're standing next to your bike and you just full of mud and like you got this smile on your face and it was just i thought it was a good recap of, of the situation you know what? i think that's how you have to take every race you learn from it and move on <laughs> yeah 
So how's uh what's what's on the docket next? I mean, right now nothing. Most races that are coming up are canceled, right? Are moved. I think I don't. I think you were mentioning some other races you had on the on the docket. Yeah. Um, um, what's going on with those? June right now, horrible hilly, and June is still still hasn't canceled or moved. But um, I have a race in Colorado in August in Steamboat, so that's a hundred k. So that. Oh yeah, that's not that should be cool. Yeah, that should be cool. But um that wow. but then I have one in September, the peninsula up in Door County, a hundred miler. So with some friends. Is that I assume that's around the whole peninsula. Yes. Yeah. Right? Because I've done the fall fifty, the run, and that's one side of the peninsula. Yeah. So that's what's on the docket for the rest of the year and then try to get back into um mid south for next year. <laughs> Nice. You got the races lined up, man. You're ready to I'm go. I'm gonna try to. I think Brian's gonna want to do is gonna do mid south, but he's gonna do the 50k and the 100 mile race the next day. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know he was. Uh, is he big into no. biking? No, he's not. We hang out at Cycle Bar every now and then, and mm. but yeah, nice. He does what he nice. he can do. It. He's young. He's young. He can do it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's that's awesome, yeah. man. So many races. Well, that's cool. Congrats that you. That was your first race, right? On yeah, the bike? my first race on the bike. Yeah, and my first. How ride. how was it being at the start line on a bike at your first bike race compared to being on the start line of some of your ultras? You know, Did you have the same feeling? Was it completely different? It, it or was like the, it was the same feeling. I mean, I I was nauseous. I'm. Yeah. At breakfast that morning, I was trying to eat a banana and Brian was just laughing because I was every every bite <laughs> I was taking, I was gagging. I mean, I had I, I had the nerve. My nerves were shot that morning. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. Did you feel like out of place at all when you were at the start line on your bike compared to just being in a running corral? Uh I would yes, because I didn't know how I didn't know what was gonna happen. I Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm like, think, I'm like thinking if I was on the bike, it's like, you know, your first, I remember my first races, it's like all these people, what do I do? And then I end up going out super fast in some group I shouldn't be in and I'm dead at mile one. And I'm like, well, lesson learned on that. So I can't imagine being on a bike, different experience. Yeah. My coach told me to stick in the middle of the corral of the group. And I did what he said and I took off and I, <laughs> I was, I, he, I was, he had me, he had me groomed to, I probably, if I would have finished, I probably would have finished in the top 20 of my age group. Nice. So he had, I was, wow, I was that's awesome. You're, I was dialed in. You're rocking. I, yeah, you are dialed in. I mean, I follow you on Strava and you are dialed. I mean, you are up before the sun even thinks it's going to come up and you've run and you've biked 50 miles. <laughs> before the sun's up so you you have had a great training session so i'm really excited for you to keep going and actually being able to get um get to the finish line hopefully no more mud situations uh, not till next year i hope <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah. um what what else have you a lot of still a lot of biking you do a lot of biking on the trainer so yeah. probably still the same thing for you right now yeah huh? it's still the same it's a little bit safer and um yeah, I, I, 
it's been weird because I can't mentally and physically wrap my head around getting up early at being to work by six, six thirty, and then coming home and trying to unwind. It's, it's, I mean, it's difficult right now. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's just a crazy situation that we're in, right? There's no, no one's seen this before. So there's not like a right answer or someone can't just say, Hey, this is what I did in this situation. Right. right. It's like, we're creating the answers and path for ourselves as we're living in it. And that's a, and we're all doing it. So it's completely crazy. It's like, we're all literally all in it together, but at the same time, like we're all in it together in this yeah. unknown. Yeah. It's been, it's been wild, but I mean, the great thing about us as, you know, runners and bikers is you literally can just go hop on your trainer right. in the basement and and do and and exercise so we are so grateful that we're able to still continue exercising because man i don't know what i'd be doing right now if i wouldn't wasn't able to kind of just like get outside and let her let her yeah. rip it's true i mean it's our outlet this to escape mm -hmm. so, yeah. definitely definitely well hey yes, george thanks for coming on Thanks for catching up. Thanks for giving us your race uh, update. I know, you know, a lot of this is about running. So I really enjoyed kind of just getting this biking side of things. I thought that was, it was really fun and got my mind thinking yeah. in a different well, thanks, way. Alex. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, um, I hope yeah. to see you soon. Stay you healthy. Uh, hope, stay healthy, stay safe and keep well, on biking, you. man. Cause you've got a lot of races yeah, to do this. Yeah, hopefully they all come through. Definitely. All right. Well, George, I'll talk to you later and enjoy you too. your weekend. Thanks. Be safe. Hey, hey, Dr. Corker. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's different. It's a very challenging situation that we're in. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, hey, welcome to our virtual Cream City Pacers episode. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to jump on. Yeah, sounds good. I don't see your face. I don't see your face, though. I know. It's a little different. Um, I don't have any snacks either. Last time we hung out, there were snacks. Yeah, we had some cheese and crackers, I think. Oh, nice. I'm a little jealous. Right. I'm a little jealous. No, no, I, um, I'm saying is that the time... I was with you. We had cheese and crackers. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. But here I have, I actually have nothing here. I have nothing right now. Oh, you have nothing. Oh, I, I thought you were Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I just had a little bit of, a uh, little bit of supper, early supper. Nice. Yeah. It's not the same without the studio and some uh, classic cheese and crackers setup that we have for our guests, but I guess this will do. You bet. So, we didn't talk that long ago. You were on episode 16, a more recent episode, and we talked back in February. And at the time, it was kind of, or maybe it was like end of January. Uh, you know, this whole COVID situation was really um, not in this phase we're in now. And at the time, you were getting ready to kick off um, your, you know, your your five uh, five fifty fifty series. And uh, I assume that looks a little different now. Um, oh yes, oh yes, it, it has. Um, you know, I think we are. I think we met them. Must have been towards the end of January, and I know the first case of 
COVID-19 in the U.S. was reported was reported in Seattle. And uh, mm -hmm. was a, I think it was like in the same week that we, we met. Um, I think nobody nobody really at the time knew how, how aggressive this is going to be and how widespread this is going to uh, uh, be and how much it's going to be, yeah, how much impact it's going to have. Yeah, we were we were all geared up for the 550-50, and I was actually doing my training. And I was in Southern California, and it was around. Uh, I was there. I, I flew there on uh, February 19, I think. And when I got there, I started to read more and more about what's happening in Seattle, and and I was supposed to be there for three and a half weeks and I cut my, my trip really short. I cut it down to two and a half weeks and came right back home and I quarantined myself because I happened to be in an area in LA where I think uh, there was a bunch of cases over there. I didn't have a lot of face-to-face -face interaction with anybody who I know had it, but it's because I came from that area, I quarantined myself for two weeks and since then, you know, of course, the stay-at-home order was uh, placed and uh, the social uh, distancing is in place. Uh, and so we decided to, uh, I think it was like in uh, early March, we decided to cancel the 550-50, the in-person 550-50, and instead have a, 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 uh, have a uh, virtual run. Um, so far, it's been well received, and it's going to take place in May, uh, the middle of May, uh, May 18 to 24th, and that is the um, that is uh, the middle of the month of the mental health months. May is the mental health month, so we choose the middle of the month as uh, the time for us to uh, to host the event. Uh, but people can sign up from anywhere, anywhere in the country, uh, and. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, it's uh, it's a very challenging uh, situation, but we're trying to make the best out of it. Uh, we call that the 550-50 reimagine. You know, so uh, mm -hmm. so I think the idea, the idea was uh, to to create a uh, a, um, a new event of which people can still do it while safe at home. Uh, and they can join us by walking or running, either on their treadmill or yeah, they can walk uh, anywhere, and uh, and they can uh, support us along the way. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you guys um, were able to do this virtually, and right. it seems like you know a good time right in the middle of um, you know Mental Health Awareness Month. So it's May 18th through the 24th. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, how does it work? If I sign up, I just have to participate kind of in the 5K at one point during that week? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We we definitely want you to do that. Uh, that's what we would uh, like everybody to do is take advantage of that week. And and then they can uh, they can share uh, uh, they can share a message with us. They can they can uh, uh, go on our Facebook uh, and uh, share with us their, you know, what they've done. Uh, so the idea is that to keep people engaged. Cool. Well, I mean, that's, that seems fun. I like that. It's, 
it's a lot different. Usually there's just people just have one race and they've either canceled it um, or pushed it back. With you guys, you have 50 races. So condensing it down to everyone having a chance to do it in one week and then, you know, share right. share it with on your social channels and, you know, create that conversation. Because I know that was so important when we were having a conversation that every race, you know, you talk, you bring just such a, a diverse group of people together for, you know, a common cause. And there's just so many conversations and you learn about people's lives. So hopefully um, you don't lose that with this because I think that's a big part of it. Right. You know, what we've done, uh, uh, we've created these uh, uh, 50 days of fitness uh, on our Facebook and, and social media. And we basically, uh, periodically, we uh, post videos of either me or any of my colleagues uh, or board members actually being physically active. And we give some ideas about what sort of activities one can do, uh, you know, whether, whether um, you know, shooting some hoops, uh, going out for a walk or going out for cycling or walking with a dog. So we're creating some of these little posts and uh, encouraging people to stay active because we strongly believe that uh, during this era and during this, during this uh, era of being at home, you're really prone to feeling isolated and feeling depressed and, and worried and uncertain. And, and all of that can be uh, tempered a little bit by physical activities, but, you know, by, by exercising, going outside for a walk while keeping the safe distance between others. Uh, is, is really very helpful, is a very helpful for the mental health. We are very, very concerned about the impact of this uh, uh, situation on people's mental health. And we strongly believe that the, the most important thing is that for people to take care of themselves, uh, is to remember that this is a challenging uh, period. Uh, these are difficult times. But they will go away, and and sooner or later we'll get a handle on this virus. And uh, uh, but in the interim, they need to stay healthy physically and mentally. Uh, and to be able to stay healthy mentally, I think you really need to take good care of yourself. And exercise is a big tool. Uh, meditation, relaxation is also very important. Uh, listening to music, um, dancing whatever they can do uh, to keep active and keep their emotions and sensations engaged uh, with nature and their surrounding, it can really be very, very helpful in their mental health. I, I agree. I think being active right now is, as you know, as runners, we can all relate to that, but also um, just everyone in life, right? Uh, you brought up a good point just now is, it doesn't have to be just running or like what we think of active. You can you can go like dance with your kids or go outside right. and just run around and yeah. have a good time or shoot hoops or you know you guys have a lot of good ideas that you're posting about um, you know just shooting hoops doing something yeah. um, because we I mean we all know the benefits of of being active and what it can do for us and how much better we feel and even if it's just ten minutes of it it's great and I think another point you brought up that's that's great is you know, the, we have this time now and, 
you know, it's easy to fill with, you know, watching the news and being anxious and depressed when, you know, we can start looking inward and doing meditation and more mindfulness practices and kind of bringing those to the front. Some of the things like that, it's really easy for us to ignore in our everyday life. It's kind of a, oh, I should be doing that, but I'm not. And I think this is a really good time to, you know, be using the time to do, to do, to do those activities. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I just want to make sure that everybody knows that uh, our foundation, the A.B. Corker Foundation, is really here to help uh, as best as we can. And they can go on our website or they can go on our 55050.com and uh, we we have all the two of them linked and uh, they can go on our Facebook and, and see some suggestions and ideas that we have uh, to remain engage with their body and mind to try to overcome the, the emotional consequences of this uh, of this virus. Yeah. So, and to learn more information about that, that would be adelbquarkerfoundation.org and to sign up for the virtual race and just learn more, more, more about the 55050, head over to 55050.com. Right. Right. as well right. and um yeah I, I assume on the foundation page there's um opportunities to help get involved as well yes yes awesome yeah well how have you been doing have you been i know i i just was watching the video of you shooting hoops you got a nice form <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love basketball but i'm not really a good player but I, I do I do love to, to play basketball. It's almost part of my exercise routine when I go to the gym. I always spend about you know fifteen to twenty minutes shooting hoops, and uh, and then I go out and, and get my run. And um, I, I I I have been uh, really exercising every day, um, primarily running, and I've been running outside. But at times the weather has been kind of uh, nasty and uh so i've run on a treadmill a few times um and uh, doing my weight training and my stretching and i'm i'm dedicating a minimum of an hour sometimes up to two hours of my day just to do that uh trying to keep an eye on my diet and stay healthy and get good sleep nights every night and trying to set up a routine i think that the problem that you have when you're at home uh, and you're isolated is that you sort of, uh, uh, you know, don't have the same routine that you've had when you were working and going out to the office. So every day I get up in the morning, I, I act as if I'm going to be at work by eight o'clock in the morning, like I normally do get in the car at eight. So what I usually do is that I get up and I shower and I shave and I get dressed and I come down and I sit in front of my computer and I deal with all the things that I need to do and do all of my Zoom calls and you know, uh, Google, FaceTime, uh, Google, Google uh, uh, Meet, uh, and other format of, of connecting online. So, I've, you know, ironically, I end up talking to people online and seeing their faces, you know, whom I have not seen in a long time, but now I'm, I'm seeing them right on the screen. So, which is really very interesting, you know. I don't, yeah. I don't know going to do it to us and to our life in general and to the future but i think if this virus situation lasted too long i think we would probably end up getting really acquainted to this format of communication yeah i know i mean 
you know, in Wisconsin, we were, we're extended another month, but it's uh, one cool thing has been, I feel like this is across the board for everyone is people are just like connecting with people that I haven't talked to, to in a long time. It's like, there's all these reasons like, Hey, let's get the old friend group back together and do a zoom hangout or this and that. So, well, that's been a pretty cool, pretty cool positive from this. I've definitely reconnected with a lot of people I haven't talked to in years. So yeah. It's been fun. And, and I, I also I also had the, the opportunity to focusing on some projects that I have not really had a chance to do. And so I, I love poetry. So I end up really spending quite a bit of time dedicating it to writing some poetry. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. fun. Something new. Like, in fact, I think I had I have one poem that I wrote uh, that had to do with running, you know. <laughs> Well, you have to you have to post that on the on your um, yeah. social pages so we can all read it. Yeah, I, I think I will. I I will do that. I, I will do that. I'll, I'll post that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dr. Corker, thanks for jumping out and catching up, and thank you for everything you're doing. Um, you're giving back so much, just not on our community but nationwide. So, uh, everyone who's listening, head over to five fifty fifty dot com and register for their virtual. Uh, race in the middle of May, which is coming up, and um, also head over to AdeleBCorkerFoundation.org to learn more about um, the foundation and how um, there's a lot of information on here, how you can get back, how you can get involved. So go check it out. And Dr. Corker, keep shooting hoops and getting those runs in. I know. I will. I will, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, enjoy your weekend, and I know I'll talk to you soon. Be well. That's it. That's all we wrote. Thanks for listening to part three of three of our one-year celebration series. Before I leave, I ask two things. If you have not already, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. And second, please share this podcast with one person who you think would enjoy it. I would greatly appreciate one of those. If you did too, I would really appreciate it. Until next time, keep on running.